You're listening to Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. I'm Amelia. And I'm Nikita. And we're so excited to discuss all things weddings with you. Yes, we'll be covering trends, practical planning tips and more. And of course, we'll have a few special guests along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. We hope you're all keeping well out there and enjoying your wedding planning. Hi everyone! Yes, as Amelia says, really hoping you're enjoying the planning process. Uh, We know it can be quite stressful at times, but it's important to have fun as well. Completely. So today's episode is all about bridal beauty. Now, for the team at Guides for Brides, beauty hair and makeup artists is probably one of the top things we get contacted about for direct recommendations. Yeah, and it's a really tricky one to find the perfect person for, isn't it? Especially when you're not sure what you're looking for. I mean, let's face it, how often do you go to a stylist to get specialist hair and beauty done on your average day? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, very rarely, I'd say. I mean, I... I would absolutely love to be able to do that. But the reality is that it would have to be a really special event, like a wedding. Yeah, just like a wedding. Funny that. Um, (laughs) So while I'm always envious of Amelia's makeup skills, neither of us are professionals in this area. So we've enlisted the help of an expert. Yes, she is the leader of a team of highly trained makeup and hair artists across the south of the UK and expanding as well. Um, And she also recently won our Guides for Brides Customer Service Award in the beauty hair and makeup category. Yes, welcome Colette from CJ Beauty & Co. Thank you. I feel so honoured to be asked to be part of your podcast. Oh, it's great to have you on the podcast, Colette. So before we get started and you reveal some expert secrets and insights, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes, hello everyone. So I'm Colette Johnson, uh, the CJ in CJ Beauty & Co. Um, I have some 20 years experience in the industry without giving my age away too much (laughs) Um, and just over 10 years running CJ Beauty & Co. Um, My approach is so important to really remember that every bride has a vision of how they want to look and feel on their wedding day and we offer a bespoke luxury service to understand and create that look for every bride. So I have 21 team members wow, um, all, huge. all handpicked by myself for their skill and their dedication to the bride. So we cover most of the south of the UK and home counties um, and we have two studios as well. So again, it kind of caters for um, different requirements if the bride's looking for one to one or if they're happy to be a, in a larger studio environment. Um, so one is in Basingstoke and the other is in Burnham, um, sort of Taplow direction. Um, Or we travel to brides for their trials, if that's more convenient as well. So we take a really flexible approach, which I think is so important. Oh, totally. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And of course, on the day, we travel to the venue, (laughs) as you expect. Um, Although we do occasionally get asked to use our studio to get the bride ready, which really helps around kind of time restrictions. Some venues not allowing the brides in until a little bit later in the day. Mm. Um, So, yeah. And uh, of course, we're so proud to be recommended by so many venues and other industry professionals across the South. Oh, thanks so much for that introduction, Colette. And we're really excited to get into this topic. So without further ado, let's get started. So Colette, I think one of the top questions we get asked is how do you choose the right makeup artist and hairstylist? It's a very difficult and personal decision, isn't it? Yeah, it's also a decision a lot of brides worry about. Makeup's a very personal decision, and unfortunately, a lot of artists do tend to do a one look fits all, mm. um, which obviously can't be the case. It's also about understanding different skin types and preempting how the makeup will feel on the person. 
It's really important to have a detailed consultation with your artist about the style ideas at the point of booking. Look for a variety um, on their website and their social media. It's also about, about how important the hair and the makeup aspect is to the bride and her bridal party on the day. And so the understanding the budget that they have for their hair and makeup can vary considerably. Yeah, totally. I, I think that is quite a big point, actually, because if it's not if it's not of that much importance to you, maybe it's just the bride that has her hair and makeup done. Whereas if you want everyone to look absolutely flawless on the day and it's really important to you, then you then you probably do have quite a, you'll probably have a bigger budget for the hair and makeup side of things, I would have thought. Yeah. And I think the biggest tip I can give people is to look for variation in the artist portfolio and ask them about the products that they use. OK, cool. And why is why is that? The variation, I think, of products that, that makeup artists use across the industry um, can vary enormously. Mm. Um, you know, you can have, you, you, if, you're, if you're not so brand specific, um, then it's not a problem. But if you're looking for real high-end brands and a luxury service alongside that, then you will pay for that. Yeah, totally. Right, yeah. And I guess going back to what you just said about, you know, some artists do a you know one look fits all kind of thing if they've got a good variety in their portfolio you know that they are tailoring it to the specific bride yes exactly that so often when people are asking us about their bridal makeup specifically they say you know i want natural looking makeup and how do you or a member of your team as a makeup artist understand what they mean by that What's natural to one person is really quite different to what's natural to another. Um, I, I kind of like to explain it as a scale. So um, sort of with very, very natural, barely there makeup um, for non-makeup wearers at one end, right the way up to sort of heavy glam at the other. And you find that most brides, their requirements sort of sit somewhere in the middle that most people will describe as a soft glam look. Okay, so natural to me is something that's like barely there, quite subtle, elevates features. If I were to say I want to look natural on my wedding day, I think I would mean I want to look like myself or like a slightly elevated version of myself. But I don't generally wear makeup day to day. I mean, for Amelia, is it any different for you? Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess natural makeup is also like a minimum amount of makeup so that it doesn't necessarily look like you're wearing a lot of makeup. But I would say it would be more or less what I would wear on a day-to-day basis, which might be more than what Nikita wears. So, <laughs> you know, for her, my version of natural might actually be not natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some brides will explain the natural as natural, but mean a heavier look like a soft glam. Somewhere in the middle of the scale I mentioned. Uh, some brides would ask for a natural look, but the soft glam would be far too much makeup for them. So it's really important when you're talking to your artist to kind of get in a, a, share those pictures backwards and forwards so you can reach that space so they'll understand where you are on that scale. And of, co- and of course, the other thing, most brides um, want to look like the best version of themselves. Uh, but again, it's that interpretation. And when you can understand what a bride wears on a daily basis, that can kind of give you a really good basis to, to start off. Perfect. And 
Well, I don't wear a lot of makeup. I'm, I'm, I'm okay at the makeup thing. I don't know how to do a lot of things, if I'm honest, but, you know, I don't have time to learn them either. So I know for my wedding day, I will need to hire a makeup artist because I will just get way too stressed trying to do it myself. But there are going to be brides out there that are really good at doing their makeup. So why should they choose to hire a makeup artist? Why shouldn't they just do it themselves? Yeah, you're right. Um, A lot of brides do choose to do their own makeup. It's one of the biggest regrets I hear about from brides who may have decided to do their own. The stress that it brings on the morning, you know, those kind Mm. of things. So the wedding and the wedding preparations are such a wonderful part of the wedding day. Um, You know, everybody kind of getting involved and sharing that together. It's one of my favourite things about weddings. And of course, your professional artist will know all of the right products to use to make sure that they achieve your dream look. That maybe that's something that you're not able to do um, and will know how to make sure that it lasts the whole day. Yeah, that's a really big point, isn't it? Because like, if, if it doesn't last all day, what are you going to do? <laughs> Absolutely, especially if it's really hot. Like my wedding day was so hot that yeah, <laughs> I needed long lasting makeup. <laughs> and of course, the other aspect is most brides are anxious on their, on their wedding day. Um, so, you know, you may be good on a relaxed day to kind of do your own makeup before you're going out or something. But when you have that anxiety as well and you're trying to trying to do a flick line and you're kind of like this, um, then, you know, it's um, it, it's not ideal. Perfect. And do you have any advice for, for brides who maybe a little bit, maybe being a little bit nervous about picking a makeup artist when they're so confident of doing it themselves they have a way of doing it do you have any advice yeah really really look at their portfolio follow them in advance um Mm. on social media um so you'll get an idea for the variety of makeup looks that they can do um but more important don't book your artist without actually having that time with them whether it's you know via zoom we're doing lots of, of zoom calls at the moment um to so we can meet or see the bride um, and chat through their specific requirements um, rather than just kind of taking the booking um, without having any kind of consultation with them. I know firsthand that the planning for your hair and makeup can take quite a bit of time. So how far in advance should brides be booking their beauty hair and makeup artists? In a normal world Um, (laughs) pre-pandemic I'd recommend about 12 to 18 months Um, that's longer than I thought yeah you know good makeup artists get booked up very very quickly Um, we have bookings in place for 2023 already wow (laughs) so uh, and unfortunately um, a lot of the wedding planning calendars out there do suggest six months um, before the day Um, but in my experience that's far too late to get the best makeup artists and would you say in current times um, obviously with unfortunate postponements and things like that you're even more busier than normal and there'll be a bit of a knock-on effect yes yes and no Um, we we do have a little bit of um, short-term availability and I think that's across across the whole industry or maybe I'd have slot a small kind of covid wedding in Mm -hmm. Um, but generally speaking where the postponements have kind of happened and and obviously they've 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 booked us out for you know the the lion's share of 2022. Um, Colette you're a professionally trained hair and makeup artist so you can provide both services for clients and I guess a lot of your team can as well I imagine there are pros and cons to choosing someone that's trained in both and pros and cons to choosing someone that's like separate individuals for your hair and makeup. Um, in your opinion, is there a right or wrong here? I think it's a personal choice. 
Um, but having the same company look after your hair and makeup will probably save you money and time um, and should give you better assurance of the flow of the, the preparations in the morning. Having separate companies looking after your hair and makeup can bring added complexities and timing challenges. If you do have two different companies looking after your hair and makeup, they'll need to work together to make the timings work. And so, for example, if your hair, hair artist um, is running late, your makeup artist will then consequently run late mm -hmm. and would be under considerable pressure to get you ready on time. Um, so some companies um, don't like to offer one part of the service because it could jeopardise the quality of theirs. Um, it makes sense to book, to, in my opinion, uh, and it's a personal opinion, uh, I think it makes sense to book both hair and makeup with the same company. And if you have a larger wedding party or your timings are restricted, you should be able to have another artist from the same company split the job, um, but they will manage the timings and shared itinerary for the preparation. So it just makes everything seamless um, and easy. And then you don't have that added complexity to organise that yourself. So, Kalat, obviously there are so many different styles to choose from for your hair. Um, I know personally I struggle to find the right one for myself and I'm going backwards and forwards with different images. I'm like, oh, I like this, but I like this one as well and I can <laughs> choose. Um, but for brides that are planning now, what kinds of things would you recommend that they take into consideration when choosing their wedding hair? Your artist should be able to help you with this decision. Um, you, you, you should consider your dress style, if you're wearing a veil or any hair accessories, your hair type, um, your personality, uh, the theme and the, the feel of your wedding, um, how you're getting to the ceremony. Um, if, you're, if you're going in an, on an open top sports car or a horse and carriage, that can play havoc with some hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> getting caught in the wind, rival wind yeah. swept, not wanting that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are so many styles to choose from um, and some ha that haven't even been created yet. Um, so I think my tip there is to choose a creative artist if you want a style that's a bit more bespoke and special. I personally love a soft, elegant updo. Uh, and one of the questions I always ask my brides if they're kind of if they're a, a structured, neat person um, or if they prefer things natural and messy um, or somewhere in between. It really helps to identify those brides who want hair perfectly in place um, and very neat and those who want a very sort of simple boho style or a simple half up, half down um, sort of do. So we've spoken about determining the, the naturalness of somebody's makeup um, needs. Determining someone's hair requirements kind of works much in the same way, um, es especially when we're talking about degrees of structure and messiness. <laughs> Um, so what's messy to one person won't necessarily be messy to another. And are there any particular hair trends that you're seeing at the moment with brides? We're being asked for some really beautiful styles at the moment. Lots of half up, half downs, um, uh, maybe with braids at the back, um, but generally just really soft. And the uh, and the curls are much more sort of curl and soft waves. Mm -hmm. um, uh, big beautiful kind of tumbling curls um, lots of soft messy buns um, and and equally you know kind of the other side of of the much more sort of elaborate big buns with lots of hair stuffing and just making a real statement mm -hmm. and and Hollywood waves as well are a really big thing for us at the oh, moment so I for that like, kind of glam look yeah I do like Hollywood waves I think they look really nice on people yeah if I wanted a hair accessory, 
Should I decide on that before or after I decide on my hairstyle? Your artist should be able to help you with that too. It's always been, it's always best to design the two together. So from that respect, we hold lots of hair accessories in-house so that we can try lots of different options and design your hairstyle and your accessories together. Um, rather than kind of turn up uh, to your hair trial and say, I have this beautiful tiara, but actually with no intention of realising where it's going to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, if you choose your hair accessory before you choose your hair style, obviously you, you, risk, you risk the two not working together. Um, uh, so my tip is to lean on your hairstylist for their professional advice at the trial stage on this. Right, sure. And, and I guess piggybacking onto that, how will a veil work with your hairstyle? You know, do you plan that and pick one before or after your trial? There are three main positions for the veil. At the front, just behind your fringe, um, which is the best option if you're wearing the veil over your face as you walk down the aisle. Um, And that works really well with a tiara. Um, It does give a very traditional feel. Some people think it looks a little bit dated, um, Mm. but it's it's the traditional option. Um, At the centre of the back of your head, um, this works well with buns. So the veil flows beautifully over the bun. And that's the best option for single layer veils uh, and better with the longer length veils as well. Um, Or it can go underneath the bun so that your hairstyle is fully on show. Mm, I like that one. I think it looks a bit like a waterfall, like on, on that sort of style. It's beautiful if the veil is very sheer. Okay. That, that can just look, it just flows so elegantly. Um, but the most popular is actually the, the second option um, where it sits above the bun. Um, but um, it doesn't work so well for double layer veils. Um, if they go over your face, you kind of end up with it sort of sitting um, in a bit of a, 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 an N shape. Um, uh, and the other consideration of course is the length and the weight of the veil Uh, if you have a half up half down hairstyle covered by a long weighty veil the weight and the heat will cause your curls to drop that's a big that's a very good tip actually i don't think you would have thought of that would you i think we should talk about the actual trials themselves are are they actually imperative to have um if for example you're really strapped for time is there a reason why you can't just decide on the day trials are a key part of the planning um, and important for the bride and the artist Mm -hmm. alike we offer something called a mini trial uh, so it's much like a very detailed consultation and it gives the option to a bride who may be strapped for time Um, A lower cost option as well um, to plan the hair and makeup details to the finest detail without having an actual full trial. Hmm. But trials are also absolutely essential for brides who have allergies, sensitivities or any troublesome sort of skin um, conditions. Yeah, sure. Actually, we've we've said that on some of our previous episodes to not try any new beauty treatments like right before your wedding day because you just don't know if you're going to react to anything. So some some brides equally, you know, like to make a bigger thing out of the whole trial process. Um, So um, we we have something within our platinum package that offers that that whole kind of thing. Uh, And the bride and her bridal party can have exclusive use of our studio for their hair and their makeup trials and make a hen event of it. Oh, nice. I like that. That sounds so fun. (laughs) So, but, you know, my, my, my biggest tip there is leaving it to decide on the day is very risky. Um, that's why we we insist on at least a mini trial um, and, and, and and you know a, a hairstyle for example can take anything from 15 minutes 
to four hours. So it's essential. It's all planned in advance. Mm. Yeah. And when you're planning your trial, you know, what would you advise brides to think about? Is there anything in particular that they should know in advance? Before you go for your trial, you should also prep your hair the day before. Um, Don't go with freshly washed hair. Your artist should be able to guide you as to best how to best prep your hair the day before. Don't let it dry naturally the night before either. Um, it just makes the hair over soft. I'm a I'm a real criminal for that. I do not do not use a hairdryer. I don't either. <laughs> I didn't know it would make my hair too soft. Especially when you're you're thinking about updos, you need just a little bit of stickiness and a bit of rigidity in the hair. And your artist should be able to guide you how to best prepare your hair for the big day as well. So if you did turn up to your trial with it over soft, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, they should be guiding you as to how better to prepare it for the day. So you should take any pictures along with you as well to your trial um, for the sort of hair and makeup that you'd like. And of course, this gives the artist a starting point. Um, and it will give them an idea again as of the intensity and where you are on that natural scale I keep talking about. Mm. Um, and of course, any pictures of your dress, your bridesmaids dresses, your flowers. Um, there's lot, you know, there'll be lots of pictures of you looking down into your bouquet. Um, so colour matching there is key as well. And take and take your veil with you um, as well, um, so you can see how that st- that works with your style um, and your hair accessories, and how it will all marry up and, and work together on the day. As- essentially, we just ask our brides to share as much of this information with us as possible, <laughs> so we can design the makeup look um, around the theme and the feel of their wedding. Uh, and Colette, how far in advance should the trial be? I, I mean, I, if I'm going on the planning timeline again, at what point do I need to start making that decision? In an ideal world, two to three months before the day. Okay. Um, and and I, I say that for a variety of reasons, um, but essentially you want your makeup look and your hair look to be at the forefront of your artist's mind. You know, those little details, exactly how you're going to highlight the eye. It's it's those little details that if you had your trial kind of a year before the day, they may forget. So yeah. at least you know that all of those details are in their mind. Um, equally, and it depends on the package that you have with your artist. Some of our packages, for example, um, lipsticks are included for touch-ups. Um, so from that respect, if you're if you're choosing those lipstick colours, it may and you have your trial a year before, it may be they're not available come the day. Um so that whole look that's been created where everything marries together, they may need to make last minute changes. Um so my answer, yeah, two to three months before the day is ideal. Fab. And okay, now for the day itself. How long do you recommend a bride allows for hair and makeup on the day? And I'm just talking about the bride here, not all of her bridesmaids. Okay, as a rough guide, most makeup takes between 45 minutes to an hour per person. Um, but hair, as I've said, can take anything <laughs> between 15 minutes and four hours. Um, <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> so when you have your trial with your artist, they should be able to work out the timings and guide you much more precisely. Um, but everything is so variable and again that kind of highlights just the importance of having the trial or at least a company that will really prepare that with you when it comes to bridesmaids and um, we do uh, and larger bridal parties we do offer our brides the option of adding an additional team member to support their timings if they don't want an early start so on average what time 
do those wedding preps usually start then? Usually around 7.30, sometimes earlier, if that's the bride's choice. Oh, oh that's very early. early and actually... <laughs> you get the odd person who likes getting up at the crack of dawn, and, and we're fine with either. <laughs> I, I suppose it has. it depends on what time the ceremony starts as well. Yeah, of course. And, you know, we work those timings back um, to get to the start time. Um, and we, we just give it we just leave it for the bride to choose um, sometimes brides when you say to them okay so we're going to start at eight o'clock they look at you in horror um, so you know in that respect we just add in other team members so <laughs> they can have you know, and, and sometimes brides ask for the whole team um, so that all the wedding prep can be done within a two-hour slot for example wow. um, and that works really well when there's any timing restrictions with the venue um, and um for example, some venues may not allow you in until um, 10 o'clock. And if you have a 12.30 ceremony, that can put a lot of time pressures on. Uh, you either have to then consider another venue um, to get ready at, or we just bring the team in and we, we, we work it all together. Teamwork! Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and is, would you say that's quite a common problem then, brides not being able to get into the venue early, or they might have a ton of bridesmaids that are also wanting their hair and makeup done how do you how do you deal with that we're a team um this is quite a common this is actually quite common actually and it's often an unconsidered frustration for many brides sometimes we'll go to the bride's hotel at home or their home um to start the preparations and then go to the venue to finish up um other times we'll just bring the team to manage large numbers um in a shorter space of time Sometimes we're asked to, for the brides to come to our studio and um, to get ready. Um, uh, that's really popular with weddings at Heads to House as we're just round the corner. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, that's very handy. You haven't briefly mentioned this in, in the podcast, but while we were talking about the podcast, you mentioned a touch-up service. So what is that and is it worth having? Our touch-up service is more of a peace-of-mind service uh, mm-hmm. for brides who may be a bit worried about crying and worried about, you know, their makeup running um, or or about mums who may be wearing a hat and they want to take their hat off and they're worried about hat hair. <laughs> um, so as I say, more than anything, it's a peace-of-mind service and you're not necessarily booking a service. Um, uh, you know, you're not necessarily saying we're going to need to fix your makeup, but it's there to take that anxiety away. Um, so we stay on until after the ceremony to do any touch-ups um, that the bride may need. Perfect. And do, how many weddings do you personally, as one one team member, obviously you've got quite a lot of team members, so you probably could service a few weddings a day, but one person, how many weddings do they do? Is it just the one? The one person would just do the one, yeah. Yeah, perfect. So you, you've got the time then to stay on for a touch-up service. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, and of course the touch-up service can also be taken in the evening after the speeches. Um, if t- if the bride's kind of thinking, Do you know, what? I'll be totally fine during the ceremony, but come the speeches, <laughs> that's when I'm going to cry. Um, Hopefully, so good tears. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's really good to have a refresh, and and brides have kind of said to us that they love taking that time away. Mm. Um, just just you know a kind of a, a twenty minute breather. Just to have their makeup refreshed and um, and you know any any touch ups that are needed uh, at that point. Usually it's just um, you know where they may have had a few tears um, and and their lipstick touch ups, but it's just nice to have that time out. Yeah, like five minutes to breathe. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose that if they've got a second dress for their evening reception as well, that might be quite a nice opportunity to 
have a change up of their look to match their their second dress. That's actually where our evening turnaround service comes in. So um, the evening turnaround service is different to the after ceremony service. So that's that's a great option if if the bride wants to change her hair and makeup look for the evening. And as you say, a lot of brides are going for two dresses <laughs> at the moment <laughs> and so need two different looks um, to go with each dress. Um, and sometimes brides just want the change, maybe an updo during the ceremony and a more relaxed kind of Hollywood wave glam style for the evening. Yeah, I've seen actually, to be fair, I've seen a lot of real wedding photos now where the bride has changed her look, not necessarily her dress, but changed her look quite drastically for the evening reception. I wonder if that's going to become a bit of a trend. I think it will. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make it one. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Well, a lot of brides over lockdown have um, have had a second dress um so they're going between you know they've, they've had the original dress and then when they've postponed they bought another one and they're wanting to wear both mm. right i hadn't even considered that i actually hadn't even considered that you might get bored of your, your first dress but you still love it so now you want a new one so colette we've promised our listeners some expert secrets in this episode so would you like to give us three tips that only wedding beauty professionals know but their clients might not okay uh if you have oily skin you need to use a water-based foundation and if you have dry skin an oil-based foundation Mm. i didn't i didn't know there were different bases no (laughs) Um, (laughs) this is why we need an expert in (laughs) (laughs) if you want lashes get your artist to fit strip lashes or individual cluster lashes for your wedding look They'll be able to choose a lash that works well with your makeup and your lashes will look perfect in photos. Don't be tempted to go for the semi-permanent lashes for your wedding day. They never look as good in photos with professional applied makeup. Um, You'll Mm. get a degree of fall fall off. um, So that will literally stick to the bond of the semi-permanents. And with close-up photos, you'll get an ever so slight white hue. Mm. So if you want your lashes to look perfectly black, then... It's strip lashes all the way. Um, Also, um, lash lifts are really difficult to work with and can make fitting individual lashes really, really difficult. So it's best to leave it all to your professional artist. Okay. And my third tip. Bit of advice more than a tip, actually. Um, Don't use an artist who applies makeup straight out of the mascara pot. Look for photos on their portfolio of this. And if you see it, run a mile. (laughs) Hygiene practices in makeup are in the whole makeup industry very considerably and this is a key sign that you can easily spot for yourself yeah you don't want like eye infection that'd be awful on your wedding day (laughs) exactly um and i know i was only allowed three but i'm gonna put a fourth in um don't scrimp on your artist you really do get what you pay for yeah definitely definitely and final question colette it's a fun one i'm not gonna quiz you anymore What do you love most about being a hair and makeup artist for brides? I just love everything about it. Um, I genuinely love my job. Um, Our brides are just so incredible and my team are just amazing. Um, I I literally spring out of bed um, when I have an early morning (laughs) wedding um, and I just don't feel like I've done a day's work in the last 10 years. (laughs) 
That so sounds like I a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing all the wedding plans um, from our brides and I love sharing my ideas with them. Um, they may not have considered. I love thinking outside the box. Um, but even even more than that, I just love seeing their faces when they see the final look that we've created. And it's so special to share the morning with them um, as they get ready. Mm. And that just sharing the happiness and the energy of the morning is just so addictive. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, I can imagine it. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining us today, Colette, and for spilling some of your expert secrets. It's been a pleasure, thank you. Oh, well, it's been great to have you on, Colette, and once again, congratulations on winning your Customer Service Award. Thank you, yeah, I'm really proud, and I'm so proud of the team. Couldn't have done it without them. Oh, yeah, and you should be proud. You know, the hundreds of five-star reviews you have on the site really show that, so well done. (laughs) thank you and if you want to learn more about cj beauty and co you can head over to their guide to brides listing um their listing and the related content we've discussed today is all linked in the show notes at guidestobrides.co.uk forward slash podcast and we'll be back again in a couple of weeks time with our final episode of season two how mental is that (laughs) i know (laughs) but in the meantime of course you can follow us on social media at guides for brides thanks so much for listening Chat to you soon. Bye. Bye.